0: Stabilizer on the market that actually allows you to shoot your hunting rig the way that target archers are set up to shoot by moving weight out away from your bow target archers shoot long stabilizers for one reason is because they can create leverage with their bows by extending and having that stabilizer out to a certain certain distance what that does is it slows the movement onto the target But more importantly for target archers it slows the movement off the target and for hunters that's that's what we're looking for we're trying to get that pin to slow down as much as possible you're never going to get it to stop you but if you can minimize that movement downrange with a stabilizer it's doing the same thing inside your sight picture whether it's a pin uh, a hoop or whatever it is that you shoot um you know slider sights whatever it's doing the same thing because it's not bouncing around it's not moving so that's the whole key is getting on target and for hunters being it's a, this is the first system that's allowed you to like i said earlier shoot your hunting s- stabilizer like a target setup but what's nice is you can take our bar it's a 1233, goes from 12 inches and fully telescopes out to 33 inches with infinite adjustment along any of those
1: lengths and fine-tune your bow to your shooting style you know what we all do, there's not, a, there's not a human out there that can shoot a bow as efficiently as they're made today. And at the end of the day, that's what back bars allow you to do is customize how you want to set up for you.
2: Hey, listeners, subscribers, and fellow outdoorsmen and women. This is your host, Lucas Paw, and I'm excited to tell you about some of the sponsors that continue to help make this podcast not only happen, but grow and thrive in this digital world of audio content. This podcast is brought to you by Ripcord Arrow Rest, the bow hunter's number one follow rest on the market. Ripcord is known for 100% full-time arrow containment in their patented up all right coming to you from the 10th floor of the marriott city center in downtown salt lake city Uh, we are here uh in the hotel during the hunt expo 2019 here in salt lake excited to be here Uh, and have had a good time so far third day of the show and uh actually getting ready for tomorrow which is a pretty busy day got a lot of stuff going on jason you can talk more about that but uh without further ado bring on mr rna NRA himself, <laughs> Mr. Jason those, Quick.
3: He gets those letters all mixed up, guys. I don't know. No drinking involved, and all of a sudden he's got them mixed up.
2: Yeah, the no. side, the sidekick, Mr. Jason Quick.
3: Yeah, I'm always the sidekick. Hey, I appreciate <clears throat> being here, and we're gonna have a great time. Yeah, tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun tomorrow. We're gonna do the Full Curl Society, and the Friends of NRA Utah, Friends of NRA is gonna give away uh, three guns to uh, our youth. And uh, then the Full Curl Society is going to give then away. And we're going to
2: win a sheep hunt. So Going to
3: give 11 sheep hunts away. So Lucas and I have already decided that he deserves one and I deserve one. So, you know, then we're going to, you know, wrap it all up and head home and win some more money in Vegas, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. So that's guys, always the plan.
3: We have this all mapped
0: out. It sounds like a vacation. There you go. <laughs> Stay vacation. Yeah.
2: With us. Um <clears throat> our two buddies uh, from Crossover Stabilizers, uh, telescoping stabilizers himself, Crossover. Uh, Mr. Micah Brown, who's been uh, on the podcast before. We've talked, uh, we talked Ramcat Broadheads, we talked First Light Apparel. Well, Micah, welcome back to the podcast.
0: Thanks for having me, it's always a pleasure and it's awesome to be a part of uh, RNA Outdoors and talk about things that we love and what we're passionate about.
2: For sure, and uh, last but not least, Mr. Brandon Brody out of the beautiful Treasure Valley of Boise, That's Idaho. Right welcome brandon hey free, thank
3: you free america i heard that's right
2: It's where everyone should live at some point in their life Mate.
3: lifetime hunting license buddy mm-hmm. exactly absolutely. that's why yeah,
2: absolutely one of the state one of the few states you can buy a lifetime license yeah so yeah so we're here um micah and brandon have been working the crossover booth and uh been pretty, been pretty busy over there from the times we've been over there. It seems like it's been been cracking pretty good. The show's been getting busier each day by day, uh, and it's just fun to be in a you know a room with a bunch of like-minded people that want to talk about hunting and conservation and a lot of other cool things, so it's oh, fun to yeah. be here.
3: Man, the show has been good. Guys, What what do you think? I mean, today was pretty happening, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, it was cranking. A um,
0: little slow at the beginning, but kind of like most of these shows, you know, people do their thing in the morning, get squared away, and get breakfast done, and then start hitting the show. And by noon time, they're they're hitting it hard. You know, the booths fill up, and people get jazzed and start talking about things we like to talk about: hunting,
3: conservation, and being out, out outdoors. Well, I have to say, you know, my first experience, Lucas introduced me to the uh, stabilizer, and and really. I've really kind of taken to it. Um, as you saw, I, I used it when I took my great bull in, in Nevada this year. And uh, as, as I kind of told the story before, you know, when I got into the blind, pretty much every day I'd get back where I knew where I was going to shoot in my shooting lane, and I'd draw my bow, and I'm like, nope, I could extend it a little bit longer. And the funny thing is, you know, it practicing, normally I never, ever hardly extended it, you know. But what I figured out is – when you do get into that long shooting situation, having that availability to extend it out a little further and balance that bow out, man, when you come to full draw, it's so stable and you really actually can relax a lot easier once you've actually got that extension out further. It's a pretty neat, pretty neat thing.
0: Yeah, you uh, you definitely hit it on the uh, hit it on the head, Jason. It's uh, the first first stabilizer on the market that actually allows you to shoot your hunting rig the way that target archers are set up to shoot. By moving weight out away from your bow, you actually stabilize your bow. So theoretically, anything in the 10 to 11 inch range that's on a bow now doesn't do a whole lot other than maybe help with some vibration dampening. But once you start sliding that out, that value of having that exponentially pushed out slows that pin down like you're saying and allows you to shoot out the distance so
3: well and you know as a as a young man when I was shooting a lot you you'd go to a 3d competition and of course I'm out there with my normal you know what six and a half inch weight you know and all of a sudden some yahoo that's actually a target archery guy shows up and he's shooting and he's got this this damn rod that's you know 10 feet long (laughs) and I'm thinking man, this isn't fair. That guy, for some reason, that guy is shooting much better. And when I finally tried a long stabilizer, I'm like, whoa. But in archery situation, hunting, you're like, you can't drag something like that around. This is the first time that, that you have that opportunity.
0: Yeah, it's a whole process when you get into it. It's... Uh If people don't understand it, they think, you know, it's another archery product, it's another gimmick out there, it's something else. But it's totally not. The reason being is target archers shoot long stabilizers for one reason, is because they can create leverage with their bows by extending and having that stabilizer out to a certain, certain distance. What that does is it slows the movement onto the target, but more importantly, for target archers, it slows the movement off the target. And for hunters, that's, that's what we're looking for. We're trying to get that pin to slow down as much as possible. You're never going to get it to stop. You, but if you can minimize that movement downrange with a stabilizer, it's doing the th- same thing inside your sight picture, whether it's a pin, uh, a hoop, or whatever it is that you shoot, um, You know, slider sights, whatever. It's doing the same thing because it's not bouncing around. It's not moving. So that's Amazing. the whole key is getting on target. And for hunters, being it's a, this is the first system that's allowed you to, like I said earlier, shoot your hunting s- stabilizer like a target setup. But what's nice is you can take our bar, it's a 1233, goes from 12 inches and fully telescopes out to 33 inches with infinite adjustment along any of those lengths and fine tune your bow to your shooting style. So I can take my stabilizer off and hand it to Lucas, and he can set up his bow with it and be like, ah, I like it right here, and then hand the, Jason give you the stabilizer and then hand it off to Brandon. Everyone can play with the weights, all use the same stabilizers. There, you know, If we tried to do that with another company, you'd be buying 50 stabilizers to yeah. for each one of us to match up in different weights. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, with the weights, the the stabilizer itself weighs like seven and a half ounces. So you add, so it comes standard with three ounce weights. You're well under a pound just on the on the weight of the actual stabilizer. Uh, but the material, it's it's like a it's almost like a carbon fiber material that they're making.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, unidirectional, uh, so it's like torsion carbon fiber. So, in its in in the same thickness, it's as strong as uh, strong if not stronger than anything else on the market within the same wall diameter. So, um, it's very solid. Uh, one of the tests I like to do to people that say, okay, well, you know, how, how rigid is it? How, you know, how durable is it? Well, I'll take all the nodes and lock all the nodes out, and I'll say, okay, do me a favor. Close your eyes and, you know, pretend you are a blind person for just a second and hit this thing on the ground and let me know if you, if you would think that this was a piece, you know, a piece stabilizer with four pieces or anything like that, or would it be a solid bar? And they say, oh, that, there's no vibration. There's no nothing. So, with that being said, once you lock those nodes out, the other beauty behind is shooting that stabilizer with vibration dampening, plus you get the telescoping distance, vibration wavelengths travel until they stop. Something's got to stop them and, or they'll keep going or sputter out. Well, with this stabilizer, that vibration wavelength has to start, stop at each one of the nodes, jump into the next bar, travel stop jump into the next bar so it's actually vibe the vibration wavelength is starting stopping multiple times throughout the length of the whole stabilizer
3: so that actually would make it where it doesn't travels right yep it, it would it just mm-hmm. slow it down mm-hmm. or, or yep. stop it completely
0: yeah interesting yeah I never knew that. Inter- interrupts it pretty much
3: yeah
2: yeah i think you know just a little bit about the company you know we've met rod and who is kind of the inventor of the stabilizer and his son amos and um, I got to meet them in Albuquerque last year uh, when we were over there scouting for for an elk hunt when I was uh, when I was over there um, last fall. But just a really neat family, um, a really neat. Obviously, I mean when you think about when you think about it, it's like you look at tripods and it's almost like the same type of scenario or the, almost the same type of setup on a lot of tripods with the knuckle style uh, legs on them. But um, it, it's a very similar, you know essentially um, setup that they have, uh, but what's crazy about it is is that when you set that thing on your bow, um, unlike any other stabilizers I know that I've shot on the market, um it's incredibly remarkable how fast you can get on your target in terms of acquisition and how the pins will sit there and there's like no floating a lot of times you know guys that teach you the figure eight model or something but it's like you can literally set and for me it's i've had to adjust to that because i was always like you know kind of typically come higher drop in but it's like you can literally set your pins on your target and it's like the thing doesn't move and it just sits there
0: Yeah, you're right. When it's stabbed out. And and, uh, Brent, you know, talking, working the booth today with Brandon, um, you know, he made some valuable points that that I know about, and it's awesome to see other guys talk about it. Well when you start anticipating when that pin's going to stop, cause you don't yeah. want it to stop <laughs> when you anticipate when it's going to stop, that leads to bad habits. You're going right. to start punching the trigger. You'll be off target, left to right up and down. You're going to say so now. Yeah. <laughs> and you're in your brain, yeah. you're saying now. So Punch your it. brain's actually sending that, tr- that sense to your finger, probably before you even really think about doing it. And then you're, you know, you get bad habits, you know, trigger slap and not pulling through your shot and doing things that <clears throat> downrange create problems. But, uh, this stabilizer with the ability to, to slow that pin actually lets you settle into your shot to where you can actually squeeze through the trigger because it's harder to move off the target. So, um, yeah, it takes a little bit of getting used to if you're not, you know, if you're not used to pushing that weight out there. But the beauty, you know, too, is when you have that weight on there, you're hiking with the same weight you start with and you just slide it out. You can even back weights off and slide it out and you get the same result. So for me, I don't like hiking with a lot of weight. I'll put two on the front on that twelve inch stabilizer and move it out to about two feet and yeah, you can you really make it happen by just moving that weight out. You don't yeah. need a lot of weight on there. It's no. not you know, it's not like a
2: traditional Those you know, are so balanced now that you really don't need a lot of weight. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um which, in, depending on the style of bow you shoot, and, and obviously you know you can get in the back bars where you have you know the 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 weights you know on the back side of the bow. But typically now you don't need a lot of weight on the front of the bow because they are balanced pretty well. Yeah. But looking at their products, so they offer the eight twenty one, the 1233 you talked about, and then the ten seventeen. Are they all just different sizes? Then is that what they provide? Yeah. So each one
0: of those is in different lengths. Um, <clears throat> the ten seventeen is a two piece. It goes from basically 10 inches all the way up to 17 inches. The 821 looks just like the 1033 with the three nodes on it. It goes from eight inches to 21 inches. And then the uh, 1233 is the big dog, goes from 12 inches to 33 inches. We'll get into the the special uh, application that applies to that 1233. down the road here for the listeners and okay. why that 1233 is so uh special for guys that hunt out west and get after it so yeah um, one thing i want to mention and i'll have brandon chime in on this is uh um he likes shooting a back bar so i shoot mm-hmm. i shoot a lot of 3d uh i like shooting a back bar for 3d but i really focus on trying to be as lightweight as possible in the back country so i don't shoot a back bar during hunting season brandon has a special kind of a special case where the reason why he shoots a back bar so maybe brandon can kind of touch sure. light on that a little bit
1: yeah basically i just want to put my weight exactly where i want it for how i shoot specifically where i hold the bow i tend to have some you know not the best shooting efficiencies i heal my shots sometimes and i also want to offset from uh, my quiver so i can throw that weight wherever i want as far as i want uh, i tend to set it up i will uh, just to set everything up i'll draw my bow with my eyes closed and then I'll try to set it up to where that bubble is, is perfectly level on that bow uh, at full draw. And then, of course, executing the shot uh, just makes it super simple. I have full control and customization with that back bar. Mm-hmm. If you do not have a back bar, you don't have the ability to customize that setup for you specifically, uh, for your left and right in addition to your forward. So when Brandon <clears throat> says uh, <clears throat> back bar, he
0: means the uh, the offset bar. So he runs a 1233 on the front with our offset bar and then the 821 off the back. So a lot of guys will run the 821, which you can get, you know, you can just get a little bit more adjustability at 821 so you can bring it in tighter, but then you can go all the way to 21 where the 1017 will only let you get from 10 to 17. But the 1017 is pretty much the kind of the bread and butter for the back bar. For the back bar. But also, you know, kids considering this, we're not just a Western hunting stabilizer system. Um, that 821 and that 1017 you know kind of like what jason was talking about earlier you know you get in tight quarters yeah those are money for ground blinds and guys that hunt out of tree stands that mm-hmm. don't need
2: that that extra long. That long stab yeah. yeah
3: well and you know going back to this i've never really done the back stabilizer or the back bar but so for anybody that's listing you know it's a standard stabilizer is going off the front so what they're talking about is that usually hooks up down on the lower half of the bow, and then basically the weight goes out behind. So the weight actually, as you're holding your bow out, the weight actually comes to you Mm -hmm. to create the balance better for you as a specific shooter. So pretty interesting thing. Kind of be fun to try it out well, I, all- I probably have some of those absolutely horrible bad habits too and you know what we all do there's not a there's not a
1: human out there that can shoot a bow as efficiently as they're made today yeah, yeah. and at the end of the day that's what back bars allow you to do is customize how you want to set up for you
0: and that yeah. back bar also lets you swing swing it out left to right so it can get tighter to your cam whether you're left or right handed it doesn't matter you just put right. the bar on either side or you can swing it out and that actually gets that tilt into the bow can't to either one side so say you're you know, you're running a quiver and it's a little heavy and you're having a hard time keeping your bow upright, well, you can run a back bar with not a lot of weight and kick it out and it'll actually, its just kind of cantilevers the other side. It so balance,
3: from- balances the bow because bows, we all know the quiver is something that everybody added to the bow just because it was convenient to hold the arrows, but sure. that doesn't necessarily make it balanced, right? right. I mean, right. you got, you got six arrows on one side along with everything else that kind of when you throw it up, you're gonna naturally go to the heavy side of it so it'll it'll lean. So that's an interesting tidbit to balance out your bow on something like that. Yeah, yeah so since we're on the
1: discussion, just a recommendation for anybody who wants to throw weight in the back, we always recommend a two to one ratio. Heavier weight in the back, one in front.
0: Yeah, and start out start out light. Same thing with uh, with running the actual stabilizers, you know that twelve thirty three they'll come with a you know, three one ounce weights. Just start with like one ounce on the front of those, slide that out, and if that's comfortable, back it in a little bit and put two ounces on there. And then slide that, that's, what, that's what's nice about this system is it, like I said, it's you know, pretty much infinite on how, which, which node you can slide out, where you put your weight. Um, like I said, you can pretty much just customize that, customize that bow to your hunting style. And it takes a lot of the human deficiencies out of shooting, long range, and makes it, makes it easier for people to acquire targets and stay on them.
2: And that's what I found. I mean, shooting out to longer ranges. Um, I think the first year that I had the the crossover on my bow, I think the first animal was my blacktail was 77 yards, and then that bull I shot in Montana was was 88 yards, and just incredible the stabilization that those those crossover stabilizers provide at distances like that. And of course, when you're shooting an animals, one thing when you're shooting target archery is a mm-hmm. little different. Yeah. Um, but even on the target archery side, if you're out even shooting 3D and some of the stuff we do. Um, it's just incredible and it's funny you stab that thing out and you get a bunch of looks of people wondering <laughs> what the heck that thing is and they're looking at it kind of like hey what's that you know and obviously very interested in because they're just most of them are shooting just standard you know eight to twelve inch stabilizers fixed stabilizers yeah it's interesting you said that because uh <clears throat> you know i set up
0: uh uh core jacobson over at elk 101 got him got him interested in it and uh, let him shoot it and after he got back to me you know he's like oh man everyone loves it this and that and oh i'm shooting 3ds again and man, I'm kicking butt in these 3Ds and everyone's getting mad at me because I'm able to move my stabilizer in and out. These guys, uh, Brandon, Donald Horvath, and a couple of our other friends went out and shot that the desert, the desert challenge. Yeah. And they were able to do the same thing in the wind. And so it kind of, you know, it kind of irritates people when you have gear like that, that people don't know about. And this has been on the market for a few years and you know, it's, uh, it's out there. Um, but it's just one of those things. People look at stuff like this sometimes and without knowing that it's not a you know if you don't know it's not a gimmick you don't know what we had guys today in the booth you know stepping over the stabilizer and kids running around oh look at that long stabilizer thinking it's a, a target thing well when you really get down to it yeah it can be used for target but the
3: hunting application i think is you know where it really shines yeah well I'll, Absolutely. and i'll chime into this because at first when i saw it i thought even when it's at the compact i was like man that's that damn that's long right <laughs> And then I started thinking about getting my ass kicked by the target archery guys coming out to the 3D competitions back in the day. And I'm thinking, okay. And then I actually thought, wait a second. I carry my bow over my shoulder pretty much all the time. I, I've been trying to convince myself to buy one of those stupid sling things and give it a try. But then I'm like, it's going to never fail that something's going to be scare me. Hi. I'm going to try to figure out how to get that stupid sling off, right? So I always carry my bow. Well... When you put that stabilizer over your shoulder, oh, my God, I could actually freehand, mm-hmm. that stabilizer actually balances really nice on my shoulder with the bow. And I know it's kind of a silly thing to think about, but it does, it makes it for glassing or if you're climbing up a hill or something like that, it makes it actually pretty simple. And the other thing that I really like about it is the quick detach. Yeah, yeah. Because, quick disconnect. you know... I mean, I travel with my bow pretty much everywhere I go, and, you know, I mean, when you got a t- typical one in there, and you're like, uh, spin, 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 about two hours later when you're finally spin the damn thing off, on the quick detach that you guys have, it's like one twist, pull it up, take it off, slip it back on, t- crank it down one time, and it's right back to the exact same thing as it was before. And I was like, wow, that that was something that just for a newbie, which not new to archery, of course, but for using the product, I was just like, wow, that's neat. That is just really a neat little design that you came up with that was just killer.
0: Yeah. So Yeah, being able to extend that and, you know, like you were saying, hiking with it. I know a lot of guys and myself, um, <clears throat> you know, you're hiking, you know, going out elk hunting or black tailing what we're doing in backcountry or whatever you're doing. You're hiking all day. You know, your hands are constantly hanging. You're constantly holding on to things. It's cold. It's hot. You know, sometimes my hands get tired. Sometimes they get numb, depending on what, you know, what I got going on. It's nice to be able to reach up and hold on to that stabilizer. It's almost like, you know, when you're in a bus or something, you know, you reach up you know, or you're in a your car and you hold yep. on to the, oh, crap, grab handle just mm-hmm. for, you know, and it's just comfortable. It's something to grab onto. Same thing when I'm out hiking, you know, just in that stabilizer. I can tuck that underneath a bino harness strap or underneath my backpack strap, and it's definitely not going anywhere. And then I can go hands-free if I'm gonna go up, you know, go up a chute, you know, and I gotta hike and use my hands. It's nice, I don't have to worry about my bow falling off, or, you, you know, using my bow handle, or using my bow for a, you know, for a crutch going up the hill, which, We've used the stabilizer yeah. for a crutch for that,
2: though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, essentially, I think all it's, of a, us have. it's essentially a monopod, is what it ter- can right. turn into. And yeah. with just a basically a half click of a turn, that barrel pops out of that quick disconnect, and you've got it for, like I say, if you're traveling, you need to pop it off. If you need to use it for a glassing platform, or um, I've just as simple as set my bow string down, and I've actually popped it up and used it real quick to, to glass off of two off the weight. So it's pretty compact and simple to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, really nice. It's uh, definitely uh, one of those things out there, and they, uh, you know, when you go, <clears throat> go along, you know, through the industry, and you're looking at different stabilizers and stuff, and then you, you, you know, you do the price point matches and stuff. This uh, that stabilizer for what it does, um, like it's, it's almost like a common phrase we were saying this weekend. It's a no-brainer.
1: Yeah,
0: it it literally is that stabilizer for hunting um, with what it features it is a no-brainer what it's able to do i mean i mean theoretically i i don't even know if i could put a put a you know price point on it that's even close to what it retails for you sure. know, and, or the and, value and,
2: true value yeah, of it
0: what you actually get out of it yeah the the you know the value at the uh, you know the end result so
1: mm-hmm. well you know we're at the hunt expo right and you're, you're walking around there's so many products there's so many things you can look at and at the end of the day there's not a single product other than this stabilizer that will create a greater efficiency for your shooting. Yeah. When it comes to archery. It's yeah. just not one of them. Right for the
2: price point of what you're getting and yeah. the amount of value out of it, yeah, there's probably nothing. Yeah, you can nothing take, at that yeah, expo.
1: Yeah, you can take
0: your, you know, older bows, you can, you know, they're all throwing arrows down range, but being able to truly stabilize your system and get it to shoot to you. Not right. just a stabilizer, oh, I got, you know, a ten inch stabilizer or yeah. something else or eight inch you know and i'm not knocking stabilizer that that's not what this po- podcast is about it's about finding value in things that are out there um that a lot of people don't know about and that's what you know one of the cool things about podcasts is it puts out information about you know cool things and cool
2: topics and yeah yeah well a rasta site's not going to do that i mean that that's going to get you to the end result but truly getting stabilization in your bow that's where your stabilizer comes from and mm-hmm. accurate know,
3: shots right yep i mean that's we're, we all shoot bow. If, if you haven't wounded an animal with a bow yet, it's it's coming. That's I hate right. to break oh, the bad yeah. news to okay. you. you know. But the reality is that it's all about your equipment. I mean, we all look at everything, and we're all saving weight on this, and your new broadhead that, and, and, and got to get the new latest, greatest bow. But if you can't hold that thing on target, right? it don't matter. Or if nowadays, I mean, some bows have gotten so stinking light and so small that, see, I remember back in the 80s, you know, the bow that I started out with, hell, it was almost as long as I was. I mean, it was monstrous, you know. But guess what? Big, long, heavy bows, geez.
2: That's a thing sh- of the past now. They,
3: they shot great, though, yeah.
2: you know.
0: But, and the, and the part of the reason why they shot great is because those big, long, heavy bows had, you know, larger brace heights. Yep. Um they were heavier, so going back to the acquiring the target, it was hard, you know, harder to get on target absorb a lot of
2: that yeah, energy,
0: uh, Harder to get off target, which is you know, that's the thing that's same important scenario. Yeah, so um it's all give and take in a lot of these bows and everything that's, you know, that's out there now, but uh yeah, this uh this stabilizer is out of all the products I've seen and played with and I've definitely messed with a lot of them. This is uh this is definitely a game changer for sure.
1: If you could slow down that uh the pin chasing. It's money yeah for yeah. sure yeah. absolutely well, so, and
3: that's and that's that's just going back to that same old thing you know I mean we're all talking about old bows, new bows, and all that stuff, but in the in the end, look at the Olympic shooters, right I mean, the people that are shooting in the Olympics, they're not shooting an eight inch stabilizer right right mm-hmm. I mean now hunters, we can't drag around a three foot stick out this, into that mm-hmm. but you can. Run one of these, and if you get into that situation where you need that precise shot, you have, you have all the technology with two twists and two titans to stick that thing out there quite a distance. And man, oh man, if you could slow that, slow that pin down from moving, mm-hmm. like you said, and then if you need to go after the animal, you break it back down and make it smaller, and then you cut through the brush like we all do. Yep.
2: So... Cool. So, something else that's kind of unique about this platform is the fact that there's actually a, a system where you can actually connect your binoculars and use it as a viewing platform. And Mikey, you're pretty been instrumental behind that and kind of the system there.
0: Yeah. So, um, so not only is this uh, the you know the the only fully adjustable stabilizer on the market um, for hunting or tar- target, we there's basically a, a platform system out there. We call it the RIS, and it stands for uh, Rapid Image Stabilization. Um, I'll get into that in a second. But uh, what happened was I was on a blacktail hunt a few years back. <clears throat> it was snow, uh, raining on me really hard. Uh, I was pretty tired, and I was glassing down this canyon. Um, I'm uh, like Lucas, from in California. I'm hunting northern California. Uh, it really is big country up there. Um, and uh, I'm looking down this canyon, uh, and there's deer down there, and they're pretty far down there, and I'm just deciding whether or not I want to make a go at them. And I had my stabilizer, that twelve thirty-three stabilizer on there, and uh, I'm trying to figure out whether or not I want to go. My hands are shaking, it's cold, it's raining, and I have my glass like normal, kind of on my knees, off my knees, on my bino harness, looking up, looking down. And I thought to myself, wait, I have a stabilizer in, in my bow and I can move it. So why not try to get that, my binoculars up on top of that stabilizer? Well just so happened right next to me obviously you know you're hunting that country northern california gets really hot we got a lot of pines and um there was a piece of bark kind of in a you know half horseshoe shape and i reached over grabbed that took out my pocket knife and poked a hole in it set that up on top of the uh the 516 thread on the end of the stabilizer threw my binos up there got it close to my face and once my binos touched my eyes i realized that that image stopped <laughs> bouncing around for a second. And I said, wow, this is Whoa. this is actually pretty Wait amazing. a second.
3: So he's saying you don't have to buy the gadget. You just need a piece, just of, need bark. A piece of bark. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Got a whole uh, lot. See, and a pocket
0: knife. You're yeah. Good. Being, uh, being resourceful. <laughs> so yeah, I, um, I realized that the industry, um, one was missing out on this stabilizer, but two, there was a piece that was kind of missing to the, to the puzzle for the backcountry bow hunter. And, uh, that night in my tent i kind of you know raining lamp on you know a flashlight or whatever and i'm going over you know kind of thought process of how how can i make this work and i actually came up with the rough designs for our uh, uh cross view platform and uh like a couple days later got back from the hunt i took a nice buck um that year and uh, got back from the hunt and talked to uh, amos and rod did a uh, facetime video with uh with them and said hey i uh, i think i have the piece that the piece of the puzzle that's missing that'll bridge the gap in backcountry, and uh, pitched it to him and said, Hey, look, uh, this, here's a platform idea. Both of them turned to each other. It was like a light bulb went off, kind of like the guys that come by the booth, they see the stabilizer and then they see this platform on there and they see us playing with it. And they, the light bulb goes off and they say, Oh my God, this bow stabilizer just turned into a monopod that you can glass off of. And then not only that, down the road, you can take it off your bow when you're done with bow season. You still use it for glassing during rifle season. Shoot a rifle off the top of it. So it truly is a uh, multifunctional piece in the backcountry. And for me, finding things that are functional in the backcountry and finding things that are lightweight and have multiple uses, I mean, it's a, yeah, like the to quote today, the no-brainer. No-brainer. Yeah. I was just
1: thinking that. We had so many guys today just go, you know, why didn't somebody do this sooner? This is so simple.
0: Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Why are you guys tucked back here in the corner of this booth? You right. guys should be in the middle you of this thing. should be thing, in the
1: center. Middle of this thing, <laughs> cranking the these things in. Coolest thing in. I've seen at the show, you know, we yeah. hear
0: all day long. Yeah, I think I had told Lucas, a guy came by last year, and he said, an older gentleman, he said, I've been going to this Western Hunt Expo since, uh, since it opened, and uh, I've been here for three days now, and this is the last day of the show, and this is the coolest thing I've seen and at any time I've ever been to the show. So it, uh, and we got a lot, a lot of that today. A lot of, yeah, a lot of guys today saying, dude, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen.
3: Well, um, and, and, you know, you pegged it too. We, as a backcountry hunter, what are you looking for? You're looking for things that can save you weight so you don't have to pack another thing with you because, okay, we're already packing too much crap. And then when you kill something, then you're really in for it. Right. So, you know, a lot of guys are either carrying trekking sticks or they're carrying a monopod to walk with mm-hmm. or you know so this this does eliminate one of those steps and adds in something that you're going to need on your bow anyway
0: right yeah, it's pretty interesting um they're talking about like functionality and stuff uh Lucas and I are obviously uh, tied in pretty close with uh, First Light and do a lot of stuff with First Light and those uh, fabulous people over there. But uh, I was talking to Ford today when I uh, stopped by the booth, and him and I were kind of just joking around in the morning. And uh, he said, "Yeah, I got to get this—you know, the new, the new tent, the new Nemo combo tent with first light." And I said, uh, "I said, yeah, we can just take our bow stabilizers off and use those. They stretch out to 33 inches, so you and your two buddies now you don't have to have your trekking poles to hold up your tent. Use <laughs> your bow stabilizers, and when you're done, you leave camp. Most of the top of the tents are waterproof." Yank out your bow stabilizers, hook them on in half a you know one or two clicks, like Jason said, and away you go. And there you go, your bow stabilizer is now a ten-stake. Let alone a guy last year came to the booth when we were in the, under the elk attics banner there, and he walked his way back there, and he said, you know, I got one of these, got one of these systems, and he's like, I actually used it for two and a half miles, walked out on a sprained ankle. And use my hand on the platform, and use your guys stabilizer. Like, not that I'm recommending people do that, but But, yeah, you know, when you're in the backcountry and you
3: need to do something, you know, you do what you gotta do. 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 Yeah,
0: imagine if you needed to use that for like a, you know, a a splint. I mean, it's just it's just endless what that stabilizer can do. And like you were saying earlier, you know, it's seven point four ounces for that twelve inch stabilizer. It's literally, I mean, the sky's the limit. of The things you can do with that
1: thing. Yeah. Well, you're you're leveraging the concept of leverage see what i did there oh <laughs> snappy look at yeah. that yeah. we'll bleep that, yeah, that bleep that out too much <laughs> yeah uh you know you have a bee stinger 8 8 to 12 inches or whatever what's what's that entire thing weigh right in comparison
2: most of, of them know. are a pound or more a lot yeah. of those bee stings
1: yeah. are yeah they're you can put it one ounce, two ounces, three ounces, whatever you want, and when you want more stabilization, all you're doing is moving that out. You're not increasing the weight, and so for all the backcountry guys that, you know, they're counting every ounce. They're counting
3: ounces. For that's sure. the only way to do it.
2: Yeah. On that on that viewing platform, so basically what you have is you have basically a, um, a binocular case, or if you will, or a binocular holder with a strap on it, and then you've got a quick disconnect that goes into the actual barrel end of the of the stabilizer and you essentially use that as your glassing platform so you can set it between your legs and you can adjust the height for your binoculars so you can sit and basically um, sit and you know glass glass whatever you want with your binoculars basically on a model pod system. Correct so <clears throat> going back to a little short story I want to share with you I
0: when we came up with the uh, prototype it was a heavy little square job but kind of in our design the weld out design and what we had going on uh, I took it to uh, one of the spots Brandon knows we like to uh, chase elk Um, chase elk at and i'm glassing down this canyon down this this water drainage that goes down the bottom goes out one of the units where we hunt and uh i had a cheap and i took them on purpose uh, just a cheap pair of old you know just old bushnell binoculars i've had bounce around me when my kid plays with them in the backyard you know i cleaned them up and i took them on purpose for this hunt and stored them and i said you know what i'm leaving my good binos in camp and i'm going to take these on purpose and didn't tell my brother by the way we get back there and um we're glassing down this canyon and i had told him i said hey i had this platform idea you know to 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 kind of use this stabilizer and he's like oh man that's super cool that's way cool so we start glassing and i'm not going to name any optic names but he was, he was using a really good set of optics glassing down the bottom and i throw that my binos up on the platform that's attached to the end of the stabilizer which is off the bow and i'm glassing and uh, my brother's like yeah there's some there's some uh, elk out, out off that bluff and i'm thinking to myself it's dark timber all the way down. There's one bluff and that's like a mile mile something down there. And I'm looking and I look back at him and I said, there's no elk over there. And he says, yeah, there's elk down there. So I look again and I said, are you you're talking about that bluff? So I take the binos away and I point and he said, yeah, that one. Well, he, there's rocks down there, brown rocks, about four or five of them. But because he couldn't stabilize his binocular image, even on his knees or however he had it, he kept. He's like they're they're moving. They're they're in the shape of elk. Those are elk. He he's moving. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's the that's yep. the answer. And that's exactly what it was. So I had him. I said, uh, "Here, lower your binoculars." And I gave him same thing the, the the low end binoculars on that platform on my. I just handed it over to him, and he looked through it and he literally looked over at me and he's like, "Oh my god." took my I said let's take my binoculars out the cheapies and put your good ones on there he put his on there and was looking and I mean we were picking stuff apart at very long distances because you're able to to to, you know to stabilize that image but what what it also does is also mind you 35 probably 35 mile an hour winds coming up this canyon so it was cranking you know middle of the day like you know a lot of elk season that's what happens you know you get those hot those thermal switch and they crank uphill during the day and so we're looking down there and uh with his binoculars and it, it yeah like I said it was amazing so we started playing with it and um once you set that stabilizer on the ground and you're seated and you grab that stabilizer the bar tuck tuck the those eye cups into your eyes it is amazing I'd venture to say that I could probably outglass most people with a freestanding tripod in winds once they get up high, because those winds aren't going to move a 200-pound guy with a backpack, or you know, a, even a 150-pound woman out there glassing. you're It's not going to move. So you're in the rain, like a, that blacktail hunt. You know, I was picking stuff out, and sure enough, one of those one of those blacktail down at the bottom of that canyon was a buck. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: cool. No, it's a really cool platform. I mean, it's light, it's compact, it's safe. If you if you're talking about ounces and pounds, if you're trying to eliminate a tripod and you know, tripod adapter, like, I know Jason and I like to use those Leica tripod adapters, but um, yeah, if you're trying to go much lighter and, and keep the system simple, that's about as easy as it gets if you are putting binoculars on a, on some type of glassing system. Well,
3: because just about every tripod is going to, I mean, even the lightest ones are going to be three 3 to four pounds. I mean, okay, let's get down to it. You're in the back country, three to four extra pounds, That's that's a chunk of water or that's some extra food or that's a whole day's rations if you can get rid of that tripod and then and use that system that 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 gets you there for an extra day
0: i think everybody here obviously we chew gum everyone has a pack of gum in their pocket at some point or in their you know the car console that platform weighs 1.13 ounces so that platform weighs as much as a pack of gum. So with that extra weight, you can now stabilize your image in the, in the backcountry running our stabilizers. That's how, that's how light it is.
2: Wow. Yep. Pretty sweet.
0: That's, so you add the quick, the quick disconnects, and I've timed it and not done it for a race or anything like that, but I could, I could legitly go from walking to stopping, unhooking my stabilizer off my boat with a quick disconnect system into that platform, seated, binos out of a you know i run a everyone has their own marsupial or alaska guide creations or fhf or whatever you run i can get my binos out of my alaska guide creations pack onto that platform with our quick buckle strapped down in about 25 seconds i'm glassing if it's something i don't like unhook it the platform i throw in my pocket but the stabilizer hooks back in the other 25 seconds i'm walking yeah, so in gone. under a minute i can go from see- fully glassing back up and walking again there's no system in the world
2: that's that fast for that light cool pretty sweet yeah
3: boys and toys well, we, all, we <laughs> right? all shoot them so
2: we all believe by it we all swear by it and we've been getting a lot of people hooked on them too i know i've hooked up a lot of folks that have obviously seen them and, and asked about it and 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 got them set up and clearly it has tightened their groups as well over time just shooting the system
0: yeah and i think you know obviously uh, amos and Rody have uh, expressed you know how grateful they are for you know guys like us you know doing grassroots stuff, but it's it's easy it's it's like anything else you know it's easy when you commit and you fully believe in something. Yeah. It's
2: it's it's, it's easy to do. And when it so, works, it's yeah it's easy to it's easy to use it, it's easy to talk about it, it's yeah. easy to promote it uh, because it does work and the system works really well.
3: And once okay. again, I just giggle because I still remember getting beat in the 80s by a lady that had a stick out the end of her bow that was like 12 foot long. Okay, it was probably only two or three foot but you know when you get when you get your head handed to you you're thinking man I just got I'm like that's not fair that's not fair you know well guess what when you're wanting to shoot and be professional and do it as good as you can you got to have every advantage that you could get and this is a new advantage that for those people that are out there listening to this going well I've you know I shoot bow a lot you got to look them up look up what's the what's the web address yeah it's a uh, crossroadArtry.com
0: or hello at crossroad Archery. and um yeah amos get a hold of amos or rod or um you know i'm on facebook or whatever shoot me shoot me any information you want uh micah brown um feel free to give me a call 916-342-3400 i'll answer any of your questions um retailers the the shops and stuff that we set up if you're a dealer or know a dealer and you guys don't have these in your in your bow shop yet you probably should get them, especially if you're out west and you backcountry hunt. Um, yeah.
2: The, yeah. The cool it, thing now is at least some of the things we're seeing now is they're starting to put color combinations with the weights and also mm-hmm. on the knuckles. Now you're starting to see color combinations, so that's kind of a cool little customization option that they're providing now.
0: Lash. Yeah. You, yeah. You can get the knuckles, knuckles going extra, extra weights, and you know uh, they're anodized, so they're you know they're tough. That you don't have
3: a sheen to them, and uh, yeah. Yep. Life's too short to hunt with an ugly weapon. <laughs> Sorry, getting not right. myself. Yeah. It's so be yeah, all color yeah.
2: color customized and color coded and
3: Oh, Lucas, you're just a pimp. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We know it. You yeah. and your
2: red. elk can see red, but they can also <laughs> can't see the arrow coming at them when there's red pouring out the side of their chest either, so. Yeah. Or they can't
0: see it coming because they don't know you're there because this stabilizer is giving you the ability to shoot them from
2: farther distance. That's the thing. That's the beauty. I mean, clearly if you can get into 30 40 yards that's where you want to be but if you don't have that option and you got to make a 70 80 yard shot and they may not even know you're there this this enables you to, to make that shot
0: yeah and so sometimes you know you're you know in those tight quarters you're pressed and you don't think you have time when for for the most of us you know you rewind the clock you had more time than you did well out to the distance like that you actually can sit down and go through your actually the archery you know the progression that you're yeah. used to That hopefully you started before you you know started a while ago and and got accustomed to to where you can make effective shots. So, killer cool guys.
2: What else? Anything else?
1: No, no, no. you got anything, Brandon? Yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, the one thing I was super super impressed by uh, Amos and Rod is they offer a lifetime warranty, and these things are just super durable and they stand by their product.
2: And uh, yeah, American made, right? Yep.
0: We we we've had them and you know we've ran them through. I mean just endless summers heat you know lucas and i were you know
2: i no, took mine to, to alaska on kodiak which was salt water and i mean it yeah i mean it there was obviously some wear on it when i came back from that but i mean overall that thing still extends out in telescopes and
0: yeah comes and you can back, no you can problem pop the nodes out and um, you know pop the nodes out just there's uh, you know clips inside there just slide the clips out you can actually clean it just make sure there's little notches in the clips they go on the stabilizer rod that you slid out slide it back in to the nodes and then tighten the node back up so you can actually you know put a little bit of grease or something you know Um, I know I like to use it sounds funky but uh, canola oil once canola oil dries it there's no scent and it leaves a film on there that actually you know you could use in the backcountry so um, stuff like that really works and uh, yeah they're just Brandon said they're durable, they're strong, um and you couldn't ask for a couple better guys running a company. They'll, yeah. you know, they're good at getting back to you, and they'll take care of whatever you need taken care of.
2: Yeah, yeah. And there's, I mean, like say there's some guys shooting them now that I mean there's some pretty big names in the market, people that are shooting these, and I think as a continue to hopefully market a little better they've got, you know they're starting to get their social media uh you know outlets out there that this will continue to grow and turn into a who knows what kind of project right i mean you know right now they're only doing stabilizers and that's one thing i talked to amos about i said man just be the best in stabilizers you know mm-hmm. yeah. there's no reason to go out and start building rests and sites because right. you know it's if you spread yourself so thin you're never going to be great at one thing and i think they're figuring it out that they're they've got this system you know they got a great system there just continue to build on it
0: yeah Yep, and then, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, we in the last in the first light podcast, you know, it's a go farther, stay longer. You know, this one's take a turn for the better. Crossroad archery, man. Yep. Take Hashtag. a turn for the better. Yep. Pretty cool. Cool. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate you guys having, you know, Brandon and I on the, uh, on the podcast. It's always a yeah. pleasure. You know, I love hanging out with you guys. It's uh, always sure. a good time. Yeah.
3: yeah, the steaks weren't bad either. Nope. They
2: didn't suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though when the hunting sucks, usually the food's pretty good. Yeah. Food's pretty good tonight. So. Yeah. Yep. Well, cool. So, one more day or two more days of the show for you guys. Yeah, um, two
0: more days. I think Brandon's going to uh, head out uh, tomorrow morning. So, I think, uh, yeah, we got a couple other buddies uh, that uh, same thing. You know, easy for them to talk about it because they believe in the system. So, yep. one of them's going to pop by the booth and hang out. So, yeah, it's going to be. two more days and i don't mind doing it because it's fun i love you know i love people and i love the product and i believe in it
1: yeah man the energy when people walk by like you said earlier when the light switch is on it's it's just fun man you get to talk to people who love what you do and and it's, it's
3: it's a blast so no doubt about that. No doubt about that.
2: Yeah. So crossroadarchery.com. You yep. can go on there and you can buy any of the systems, all three of the telescoping um, stabilizers, the RAS system. Yep. Like you have the quick disconnect, all the hardware, the back bars, all available on their website. So check them out.
0: Yep. The only thing uh, there, th- all the uh, the knuckles. There's a bunch of new colors coming out with the knuckles um, and Amos. So whatever you you can see what's on the on the website, the new stuff, the new colors will be coming out like uh, early summer. Okay. So yeah.
3: Excellent. Life's too short right. to hunt with an ugly weapon.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Life's too short to short to shoot with a short stabilizer. Yeah. Hey. That's true.
3: There's no doubt about that. If <laughs> if a person doesn't realize a longer stabilizer makes you a better shooter, then you haven't shot enough. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you change and you add that into your game. Yeah. Or even if you go go online and buy one of those old three foot stabilizers, put it on your bow. You're going to go, holy crap, I shoot twice as good now with yeah. that. Then you're going to have to buy one of these stabilizers because yeah. that's when you're going to figure it out. Well, yeah. something important to recognize, too, is it doesn't even
1: need to be three feet. The second you get over 12 inches, you feel the stabilization. I can take any guy and show him right on the spot and say, look, I can put this at 14 inches, and you're going to see a significant difference than at 8 or 9 or 10. As, as long as I keep pulling that thing out, you're going to feel that stabilize. Yeah. yeah yep take yeah, a turn actually, for the I, better I stab hunt, it out yeah. man yeah, yeah. i That's hunt with it. mine about my arrow length when i'm hunting
3: yep yep cool all right guys thanks man yep thanks. appreciate thanks coming Thank you coming on
2: and yep. good luck at the show and uh like i said we'll uh we'll keep grinding with these stabilizers and uh, mm-hmm. kind of see where it goes and uh yeah just excited to continue to get out in the field this year and shoot with it 3d you guys do 3d shoots and obviously the hunting season's coming up so looking forward to that
0: Yep. Yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be uh, gonna be a blast, and always, uh, you know, always looking forward to hanging out and you know we'll get some more podcasts and stuff going. And yeah. yeah, for sure. Yep.
2: All right, Brandon, Micah, thanks for jumping on, Jason. Signing off. Signing off as usual. Uh, thank you, guys. All right, guys. Later. Take care. Have right. a good one, guys. All right. Take care. Hey everyone, this is Lucas Paw, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to the podcast app on your device, search for RNA Outdoors, and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it will automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or use our website www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast in addition under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel please leave a review and a 5 star rating these reviews help boost our popularity and outreach you can also follow us on our social media outlets Twitter at RNA Outdoors Facebook RNA Outdoors and Instagram Rod and Arrow Outdoors all links are in the show notes as well Yeah. It's like we go order <laughs> our drinks at the bar. Well, it's not a bar. It's a restaurant. And they're like, you guys are going to order food, right? And I'm like, yeah, well, we just got to ask. It's Utah. I'm like, yeah. God forbid I have a beer and I don't eat something. Yeah.
3: yeah, let alone you have one beer on the table. and You can't put another one no, in front of heaven you. Heaven forbid. <clears throat> can't believe you guys actually drink two beers at a time. What the
2: hell? <laughs> you California people. A couple of fisters. In little
3: edgy. Little. Speaking of
2: fisters, I mean, double. <laughs>
3: LP, kick us off. Hey, you know, the center is right there, big guy. Have you been watching this, the skating that's going on downstairs? It's snowing.
2: is Nancy Kerrigan down yeah, there? We, are you,
3: am I going to get Tanya Harding down in yeah. of nowhere? Oh, no. man, you guys on your walk home, I'm not. Buckled the oh, no, that's of the back right. That's right. You guys are taking an Uber ride for <laughs> the six six seconds that it's going to take you to hey, get there. Hey, if only
1: she had a crossover stabilizer to whack in the knee
2: with. Things were have turned out different. I'll give her a crossover stabilizer to Yeah. in the knee. One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you like it six inches <laughs> <laughs> or 12?
1: Yeah. How about 33? Oh, no. man,
3: I'm telling you. it goes a big dog hunt. Yeah, that was my plan.
1: Yeah.
0: Remember back in two thousand nineteen someone mentioned something about a cracko? <laughs> was that at True Value? It was at True Value that there was crackos at True Ace, Value. Yeah, Ace has no idea. Ace what is a place
2: for hardware parts <laughs> <laughs> or crackos. something like that.
3: <laughs> Helpful handyman? <coughs> yeah.
2: Something about hardware. Where's, where's Joe when you need her? Jeez. Was that Uber or Uber? You were the do, uh, do, should
3: should we like like turn this off and go, okay, and in three,
2: two. <clears throat> well at some point we'll get serious. I'm just waiting when Yeah.
3: I'm ready, you're I don't supposed know, to catch I his- can't stop thinking about probiotics. <laughs> <laughs>
2: LPS hey. probiotic serum. <laughs> you, you gotta get a clean gut, I and mean, there's only one way <laughs> there's to do that. Only one saying, way. Have well, one way, you dude. Jill come over <laughs>
0: and pound,
1: pound you out.
2: Oh jeez. Tickle that belly button.
1: <gasps> no, that is horrible.
2: Yeah, yes. that is, I can't believe we would say that. Something like that. Yeah. It's like getting a banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> <sighs> much, All right. Too much
3: back pressure. All right. Too much back pressure. <laughs>